a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Oh, hello! Welcome in. It is The Music and Concert Show. We are back. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. What up? How you doing, man? Let's just get it over with. <laughs> oh, you want to get right to Let's it? Let's just get right to it. Let's not waste any time. Are you sure? Can go I drag ahead. this out? Just go ahead. Let's just get on with it. I know you're you're dying to get it off your chest, so <laughs> uh, let's just get on with the show. Go well, ahead. We are uh, we are referring to if you've listened to the other shows, all three of them, four of them, four of them. Yes, uh, Trent has constantly been giving me a hard time about seeing James Brown at uh, he keeps calling it uh, Harbor Harbor Freight. That's what it is now. But it was uh, Upper Country, and we searched the internet high and low and high and low to find it. And I put it out on the Facebook world to see if I could locate it and said, uh, someone got back to me and said, I want, I, I, I want, maybe I should have you read this. You want me to read it? Yeah, you should read this right here. Hold on. What, what, is, what does it say right there? I can't see this. <sighs> Allegedly. Says, oh, oh, okay. Says, here we uh, go. It says club listings. Tonight. Well, we don't know. This could be fake. We don't know. <clears throat> Keep trying. Keep going. Tonight, James Brown, rock slash soul, upper country, 3500 South Main. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Tickets are... God, it's hard to how, say. How much were tickets? This is hard to say. Yeah? $35. What? I know. It was actually a lot back then. Was it? I think because most concert tickets like eighteen, twenty bucks. Well, there's no year because this is a made-up ad. Oh, I. So we see. don't know. Okay, thirty-five dollars to see James Brown. What year? Did uh, you... Hold on, hold on. I just what found year? another posting. Friday, August eleventh, nineteen ninety-five. James Brown, Upper Country. All right, there you go. <clears throat> so right. be it, Trent. You lost. Here we go. You ready? Here yes. it comes. You ready? This is the straight up Morrissey oh, here, Slam here. show now. Okay. Really? We got to <laughs> really? No. Here it comes. You ready? Okay, I'm here ready. Here it comes. Ready. You ready? Yes. Hit me. I was wrong. Wow. There you go. That feels pretty good. I, I'm, but it is Harbor Freight. It's That's now Harbor it Freight. Is now. Yes. And now I'm, uh, well, I don't have time, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I am almost certain. What year? 95. I saw two shows there, and I don't remember it being called Upper Country. It, I, was it something? May have changed names after. after? May have changed after. after. Yeah. I can't even remember the year. It was The Misfits and H2O. Wow. And The Misfits. And I think it got stopped before The Misfits came on. If I remember correctly... That would make sense. The cops came for, I can't remember why. And I was like, okay. I actually knew the owners and I was there not as a ticketed, 
you know, I didn't buy a ticket. But I also saw Sunny Day Real Estate there. Wow. And well, it had to be after because I think it was the it was like at the ninety. What year did you say? Ninety five. Ninety five. I August think it 11th. was the 90, 98, 99 tour. Maybe, uh, which means I don't remember. I just don't remember being upper country. It was like one word or something. Yeah, it may have or changed something names. event center or mm. something, but it's something like that. I, I definitely no remember memory. it as upper country, um, and How that bizarre. I think that was the only time I went there. To be totally honest with you, it didn't last. Well, I guess then again, now I'm going to have to look four Sunny years. Real maybe, estate. maybe I don't remember it being a lot of. Um, I just don't remember a lot of shows, but. You know, uh, clearly. Well, doing my research, I found out that another legend played there, which I didn't even know about, Waylon Jennings. Wow. Yeah. How so cool that would that was have a legitimate, been? Who was booking it? No clue. Like, who was the promoter, I wonder? As far as I knew, I think it was just the club doing it. You know, someone inside the club must have had some connection somewhere, or maybe they went to someone else and brought him in. I don't know. Now, when I was there... It was not, it was a open room. There was, I don't remember a bar. I don't remember beverages. I don't remember, like, it was it all ages at that time? Well, it had to have been. I don't remember it being a club. I remember it being a, like, a warehouse situation. Was it a proper club? I remember it being, no, I don't remember tables. I remember it being really big. And there was a weird upstairs, there was an upstairs balcony or something. And it was all wood inside, like a lighter wood. And this is my memory, which could be uh, way off, but I wow. remember that, and I remember watching just James Brown there. How it long was... did he play? Oh, it seriously probably took 30 minutes before he came out on stage that. with just other these guys. And I was sitting there with the, my ex-girl. I almost <laughs> called my ex-girlfriend going, did we see this show, or am I just like a vivid dream of this? But uh, that probably wouldn't have gone over very well. Sure. <clears throat> but uh, Well, hey. I was wrong. I I I, I can't remember all of this, man. I mean, I'm getting old. That's I've okay. done a lot of shows. You've I've done a lot, a lot of shows. shows. We've I've seen done a lot, lot of shows. shows. I barely remember this show. I was starting to question myself today. Going, don't you have those moments where I've I've had this in the last couple of years? I go, yeah, I'd really like to see so and so, and then I think about it and I go, I have seen so and so. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, but we forgot. So, it was so many long shows. Ago. That you forget you've seen them or you've... Yeah. Or I had this... I was trying... Did you see the Cypress Hill documentary that was on Showtime? No. Tell me about the this. The 20th... Anna, I couldn't have been 20th. 30th anniversary of the record or whatever. And I started counting and I loved Cypress Hill. And I started counting how many times I had seen them in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And some of them I remember vividly. Like they, it was yesterday, right? But it's been 30 years. Over the course of 30 years, I've seen them probably 11, 12 times. Mm-hmm. And then there were shows, I, I mean, I remember vividly where my seats were. And then others, it's like, did I see them there or am I making this <laughs> right. up in my brain? Right, it's very... My brain is telling me, like, no, you saw them at Saltaire. But then I start thinking, no, no I don't think I did. I you think saw them that at was... Upper Country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Congratulations. <laughs> You're right. I'm wrong. It's very rare moment, <clears throat> and so I am vindicated. I'm wrong all the time. I'm just giving you grief. I, of course, you know if you saw James Brown, you wouldn't forget that. It's James Brown. No, no. In all seriousness, I was sitting there today, That's going, unbelievable. going, 
did I just have a dream and forgot this? No. And like it was a dream, and then it just embedded in my memory. I mean, you ever had that? Like you have a dream, and then you you thought the dream was so real. I think that's reality. Most Maybe of it's the time. been a thirty year dream that you know just so real. But no, apparently. It, so it in happened. your in your mind's eye, can you remember what it looked like? Yes, I remember. I was on the you side of the stage. Where you were standing, and yes. you can see him and. Were you close? Yes. If you were if you were looking at the stage, I was that would be stage left if you're on the so stage. House so if you're looking right. at house right, and I was kind of behind the PA a little bit, just kind of watching him from the side of stage. But which close is how, enough to see facial expression. Well yeah. that place wasn't that big. No, but but no it was no, it was it was it's a club, let's just be honest. Sure. It was just a big club, but where the stage was was small, and I was close enough to see him get off the side of the stage and get handcuffed. Because I could see, see across the... the back of the stage. Okay, now part two to this. Not that we should talk about this for five months, but now I want to make sure. Did that really happen? I think so. That part We could should be... investigate that Yeah, part. we need to look into that part Let's as well. Let's see if he actually – I know he got – that story is true, mm-hmm. but I just didn't realize it was here. Or it probably happened more than once, right? I mean, some of those, uh, some of those shows in his early career – not just oh, his career, like the doors yeah. and some oh, yeah. of the, I mean, think of some of the places they played and the rules and the, I mean, Elvis and oh, there were certainly Elvis rules. Elvis was, yeah, was right? you arrested can't, a lot of times. You can't move a certain way. You can't say a certain Speaking thing. Speaking of that, did you see the movie? We talked about this. Yeah. Remember you thought Forrest Gump taught him how to dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we get into some concert <sighs> uh, reviews that just happened, I have one more piece of nostalgia. Uh, when uh, Trent got here to the studio, I pulled up a photo because for those who don't know, don't say this story because it'll talk. We t- you can't. It talks about the band again. It does, but you can't help the band. It's the, it's the band of all bands. We are. Uh, I pull up. So Trent and I went to junior high and high school together. We met in junior high school and uh, must, instantly must became we, friends and and bonded over a band. Must we talk about this? Yep, yep. And so uh, I show Trent Uh-oh. two photos. I show him the first one from when keep we were in keep high school. Keep the name quiet. We don't have to say the name. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> it starts with a K and ends with an is. Okay. How's that? Great. So we're uh, we did one of these photos like each year we graduated from like ninth grade and then you go into high school where we went to Olympus and then I think it was our twelfth grade we took another year. It's one of those big panoramic where the whole graduating class gets on a bunch of bleachers and you take a photo. Well, there's a photo of Trent in junior high school and I'm in this as well, but I'm on the other side and Trent has this long hair and he's got this scowl on his face and you can just see the two back letters of the Kiss logo. And, and I go, he goes, what year is this? He goes, let me see that. And he just looks at himself and he goes, that was 1988. I can tell by the Kiss logo. That was the Crazy Nights tour. And all you could literally see was the, uh, the, the two S's in Kiss, the two logos that's off of not Kiss. True. That's not true. Yes, Trent, that is true. It's not true. And you're very nerdy for that. Uh, I said that. I said, wow, how nerdy am I? Or how, what kind of nerd am I? And you said... A big one. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Whatever, I, man. I, I applaud it because... Uh, Whatever. If I could be that cool, I would be. I mean, you got a kiss tattoo, so... Oh. So do you. Oh, hey, oh. In fact, I think you have an Whoa. autograph oh. tattooed of one of them. Oh. Was let's it Peter take, Chris? Let's take it easy. Anyway. That's what I thought. Yeah, that was a... Well, I mean, I did. I, I recognized the shirt. What are you going to do? I, I'm I'm super impressed. There was something about that specific color of red. From I that year? That. 
I remember the Crazy Nights tour. Oh. I can remember the sh- there was, and you could just barely make out the rest of it. But anyway, thanks for sharing that story. We're off to a great start. I got, I got one more nostalgia. It just came to mind. Okay. Crazy Nights, it just came out. The song Crazy Nights. And I was singing it down the hallway, but I had the lyrics wrong. And the opening lyrics, do you know what's the, what are the opening lyrics to uh, Crazy Nights? People say, do you remember? People try to take my soul away. Okay, there you go. And I said, Trent. What are those opening lyrics? And do you remember what you yelled at me down the hallway? No. People try to sell me donuts all day. And you believe me. And I'm like, no. I was lying to you. Uh, yes, you were. But you believed me. I thought that was so funny. Well, I and forgot about that. I, I see. I remember the stupid things. And you looked at me. I do remember you. Yeah, I remember this now. Do you remember this, really? Yeah, you just kind of, I mean, it wouldn't be that big of a stretch to believe that that's true, though. <laughs> no. Really. I mean. No, between the two of us, they were always well, joking around. No, but I just mean it's not like, you know, lyrics are really there. <laughs> you know, anyway. All right. It makes me laugh. I love it. Well played. Well played. Anyway, so we had some concerts, yes? Actually, no. <laughs> no. We haven't since the last show. Have we? No. Have we? No, I don't think we have, actually, now that I think about it. What's today? Today is, uh, well, this is Wednesday, because our podcast no. comes out on Thursdays. No, we have not. We have not. We had, well, no, we had the, yeah, we talked about it, Black Keys. Black Keys. So, no, we have not. We're about to, though. That's right. And what's happening is this is, we've talked about this since show one, these next three, actually, uh, but there's one in the middle, but there's two country concerts happening. And it's Jason Aldean and Kenny Chesney. And we talked about how perfect this is going to be for a night out at USANA, sitting on the back lawn, sitting in the seats, just enjoying great music and having a great time at a show. Well, we've only had one uh, country show so far, which was what? Stapleton? Stapleton. And, you know, both of these guys are a different vibe. Are you a fan? I, I'm uh, the casual fan, yes. I mean, I would have to say, well, I guess I, I don't know what to say when, I, when we talk about country music. Because I have a few f- friends that uh, love these guys, have loved them for a very, very long time. And, of course, people don't really associate me with country. <clears throat> but I do like it. And sure. I have seen it. And I've seen, I saw Kenny Chesney. When did he play Rio Tinto? That's been 20 years ago. Really? 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, I can't even remember. And I went as a sp- spectator. Like, I wanted to see him. So, clearly, I have liked uh, their music. But I... Um, no, if you've not seen uh, Kenny Chesney or Jason Aldean, uh, spectacular performances. And uh, there's... I mean, I was just looking up. So, who do you... If you had to pick... Out of the two, which one I like, like more? Who do you enjoy more? I would probably go with Jason Aldean. Interesting. Kenny Chesney all day. Why Jason Aldean? I don't know. I just, I like his songs better. In fact, I was just looking up. Interesting. Um, she hmm. thinks my tractor's sexy. I had no idea that came out in the 90s. See, now I don't think that that's a great uh, representation because that is, that's one of his first hits, if not right. the first. She thinks my tractor's sexy came off the Everywhere We Go record in 1999. That wow. can't be right, can it? Right there. 99? I know. I'm sitting here it's looking at that, be, too, going, this can't got, be right. It's got to be earlier than that. I can mean, it? Well. Wow. Well, I again, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's his best track. I mean, that guy, 
they have two very different feels in my mind. Now, again, the hardcore, you know, country people, uh, I'm sure have a different opinion and we probably make no sense talking about this, but I'm a fan. I'm probably a newer fan to Jason Aldean. It's only been, you know, the last maybe 10 years, sure. eight years. Sure. Some great stuff, some really, really great stuff. But, man, Kenny Chesney, you want to talk about – are you a ballad guy? Do you like ballads? You know, when we if we talk country songs, I do. I really like, uh, I really like Lady A's stuff, and uh, oh, I like right. Ras- Rascal sure. Flatts. And uh, I, I'm spacing right now completely. The song "Blue," who sings the song "Blue"? Um, I love Leanne rhymes. Yes, no. Look at that. That not that blue. Oh, she the, does sing a blue. That she does sing a blue, which is a copy or a cover. Right. But uh, there's another one. Um, anyways, yes, I do like I do like ballads when it comes to the country world. Rock world, not so much. I'm kind of over them, unless Man, it's Striper. If you want to listen to Kenny Chesney, has just got. It just for a guy that lives doesn't he have his own island? <laughs> Probably he owns his own island. I believe he lives on his own island. I mean, surrounded by you can tell, right? Because a lot of his stuff is about the the sea and the ocean and the beach and the sure. He's the country uh, Jimmy Buffett, and uh, I mean, but again, man, some of the saddest stuff. I'm a sucker for a, a sad song, and this guy's got. So many, so many great songs. And again, live, it's just a, it's a party. I mean, you know, let's be honest, country music in Utah, right? I mean, not yeah. needless to say, no. it, it's, uh, it's very popular. And um, I think both of these shows are probably going to be sold out by the time we get to Oh, them. I would think so. And you want to talk about a great time. If you've not been, it's it's just a spectacular time. They are time. fun. Even I mean, even Stapleton, you know that. And I've I've said this before: is Stapleton's not like a Garth Brooks. He's not running all over the stage and having pyro. He gets up there and plays, and it's awesome. Same with like Lyle Lovett, uh, Kenny Chesney. I think is going to put on a, a great show. Jason Aldean is going to be like the full Monty type of show. It's going to be just awesome. Well, and see, I'm the opposite when it comes to country music, which is this is where country music fans probably will say, you know, you're a sellout. You're the reason we don't like country music. Um, I don't like, I prefer the poppier, ballady country. Okay, when it too. gets When it gets a little too country, that's when I'm like, eh. Well, you know, the honky-tonk kind of, <laughs> sure. some of that. And I think Aldean seems to lean a little more to the rockin' country, which... I can hang with some of like any old bar stool. Do you know that song? Yeah, I do. That's ridiculous. I, I, I bet when I heard that song, I probably, I bet I played it thirty times. Yeah. Over. Are you a repeat player? Sure. Oh Are yeah. If I like a song, people? I'll play it over and over and over. You bet. I, that's a. Well, I don't think it's a flaw, but that's a character flaw. I'll admit. Mm-hmm. If I like a song, I hope you like it, or I hope you're not around me. Because I'm going to play it. You're going to play it a bunch. And I'm going to play it again. Yeah. And then I'm going to play it again. And when I'm done with it, I'm going to play it one more time. <laughs> and then when I'm done and on my way to bed, I'll probably play it again. Yes. Any old bar stool. That was that Non-stop one for you. Stop with wow. that. But then, Kenny Chesney, do you know Summertime? Oh, of course. Yes. I challenge anyone to not smile when they listen to Summertime. Especially during the summertime. Well, hello. Right? At a, at a show, it's just, and the last record, I mean, I think it came out right before, um, 2000, you know, right before the world kind of came to a pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing you, 
Um, what's the other great one? Uh, Somewhere with you is an older one. That's spectacular. Don't blink. <laughs> there goes my life. Listen, there's a lot. Play. There goes my life. You don't have a daughter, but oh, just there goes my life. Give that a listen. Now again, some of the tradition. They're like, ah, oh, that one's played. It's a sold out. It's a sold out song, but spectacular. That's really cool. And and just to uh, go back a little deeper here, Kenny Chesney released his fourth album. In 1997. I was going to say, yeah, 99 couldn't be. Yeah. No. So 99, though, is when Tractor Sexy came out. Really? Yes. Wow, that seems older. But yeah. anyway, uh, July 23rd, Saturday night. That's this Saturday night. Jason Aldean, if you want tickets, you should probably hurry. And then Kenny Chesney, July 28th, which is next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, I think Kenny Chesney, what, I just looked this up. Jason Aldean, like 27 number one hits. That's amazing. And Kenny Chesney's like 34 or 31 or something. That's ridiculous. Well, let's 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 look at and something here. And then in here. between. I'll go ahead. Yeah. So before we get to that, um, country music now is not the Waylon Jennings, the Willie, you know, the Jerry Reed, even the Garth Brooks. Country music now is basically what the 80s rock was with the twang. They traded their Fender amps and their Fender Telecasters for Les Paul and Marshall Stacks, and it's rock and roll. It sounds like it's all produced by Mutt Lang, and this is a good thing. I'm not, I'm not bagging on it, but it has that vibe. It has that sound. So what I'm saying is even if you're not a big country fan, you go to this show or shows, you are going to really enjoy yourself and have a good time, and I bet you're going to walk away a fan. Well, again, if you, uh, if you enjoy catchy songs there's no there's no denying this is no as good as it gets so top notch and then sandwiched in between those two country shows we've got the 90s i guess they're alternative but i'd call them more acoustic than anything uh american rock band from buffalo new york the wow. Goo Goo Dolls. You must have just looked that up. You didn't know that. No, I actually did know that because did the, you really? the base the base company that I'm sponsored with, Zon Bases, was founded was founded in Buffalo, New York. Wow! And uh, the the bass player used to play them, so I'd always hear from the the founder of that company, Joe Zon, who grew up in Buffalo, started the company there. Up talk about the Goo Goo Dolls. Well, I mean, let's. You want to talk about hits? Yeah. Wow. I mean. What is there? Uh, Iris. Iris. There was Slide. There was Name. Long Way Down. Broadway. Ugh. I know I'm missing about ten more. Everybody on the planet knows Iris. It's probably... Everybody. Would you think that's their best song? Yeah. I would, too. Second... Well, I don't know. Slide. Name. Slide. Name. Name is great. Broadway. I mean, Slide is, is up there, but I, I mean, I don't want to be cliché. But uh, what movie was it in? It was, it was in, in the Nicholas Cage, something L.A. Angel. L.A. something. Yeah, he died, and he was the angel. Yeah, nine hundred and seventy-nine million streams. Streams on that. Yeah. Wow, it's a great song. You want to talk way. about a great a great tune? And I, th- you know, I think uh, well, uh, you you have to mention too uh, support on this show's July twenty sixth. Usana, mm-hmm. uh, Blue October. Yeah, which you know, hello. The, That's another band another that one. not everybody has known, you know, but it's still a really big band. Obviously, they're touring with the Goo Goo Dolls. They're one of those bands. I mean, I I remember going to the the Big Ass Show, mm-hmm. the X ninety six Big Ass Show, 
how many years ago? Boy, that Blue was... October was, I mean, I can, I, well, there you go. The James Brown story. Mm-hmm. I was working and I can still remember, and they were a fairly new band at that point. And I, I was sort of watching them going, okay, let's see. You know, I've heard the, I can't even remember the original single. They have, they sort I feel like they started off a little bit more new metally. Am I making this up? Didn't they kind of start a little more? New metal, well, they came alternative out. Yeah, rock. they came out in '95, so they were right in the you know the grunge changeover scene. And uh, I'm actually looking for that song right I'm trying now. Trying to remember what that song was, but anyway, they were they were a lot. They seemed like they were tr- maybe going to be more of a rock, hard rock act, and uh, and now here we are. You know how many. Two decades later, probably. Right, and still releasing songs. They had a 2020 release. Uh, that is what I live for back in 2020 with the song Oh My My on it. Well, Hate Me mm-hmm. was, a, was a, a big one, but that's not that old, I don't feel. Uh, and then Into the Ocean is one that's, you know, that's had some play. Yep. Uh, but they're very big here. They're very popular. We, we, uh, we did them uh, just last year, I want to say, at the Complex, and... And now they're at USANA. Sold out. Uh, well, yeah, I mean they're they're support, but um, yeah, they're they're loved here, and rightfully so. And I have to say too that you can tell uh, what's the singer's name, Justin, I believe. Yes. He's genuinely one of the nicest uh, rock star guys I've seen interact with his fans. Just a down to earth guy. They had a you know a meet and greet before the show and a sound check party and. You know, you have you seen those? You've done oh, them course. before, yes, right? Yes, I have. <clears throat> now, let's be honest. Not all of them are. Some of them you walk away. I, I observe them, uh, sure, but I didn't pay for them, right? And sometimes you observe them and just think, I, I wonder it was if, okay. if that. Well, I just wonder. Do you think it was okay? The fan that that attended that, and for whatever reason, they just seem a little awkward, or they whatever. But man, that that, that guy just—it's like you get the sense you're hanging out in his house. That's a you nice know, vibe. Just casual talking. You know, they're on the stage. The the fans are in the front, obviously, on the floor. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, talking, not in the microphone. They're just talking and shouting. And not the complex isn't huge, but very casual. Just, you know, it makes, like you're in the makes you feel welcome. Yeah. Right? Like, wow. That's cool. And then comes off the stage and does the pictures and all the stuff. And, yeah, yeah Salt Lake or Utah loves the Blue October. So I think it's going to be a great show. It is. Also, it is a pavilion-only show, and it is almost sold out. Is that right? So um, no lawn. The lawn is not open. Pavilion-only. Okay. Uh, but if you want tickets, you should act fast. That's uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be excited. a big, big week. It's going to be a huge week with three great acts coming in here to Salt Lake at USANA. There's also a lot of other shows, and we'll go over those. But, Trent, we're actually going to take a break on time no. for once. We no. normally go like half, well, more than half the show, three quarters of the show, and we're like, oh, that's right, we got to take a commercial break here. Do we have any advertising from Harbor Freight yet? Uh, we're Hello, about Kurt. to. I've got Kurt Thomas on the Hello, line, Kurt. and he is currently calling them up right now saying, uh, we'd like to do concerts there <laughs> in the wrench aisle. <laughs> so uh, what can we do? Well played. <laughs> I was gonna. I was trying to grab an aisle. You grab an yeah, aisle. Well played. All right. You beat all right. me to it. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take a short break. We're gonna pay some bills, and we'll be right back after these words. That was stolen from Howard Stern, by the way. I was wrong. There it is. All right. It's the music and concert show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone.
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back in. It is the Music and Concert Show. As the big voice just said, I am Johnny Lightfoot. He is Trent Falcone. The one that was wrong. I'm glad that you can admit hey, that. Man, it's I'm not easy, all, you know. I'm wrong all the time. Well, that last, uh, that last segment just went fast. Like, I know. It felt like it was 10 minutes and it was almost a half hour. Babbling on about Country and, and, and James Brown and just all sorts of stuff. So I was kind of hoping we could get to some music news. I think there's two really big pieces of music news that happened within the last week in the rock and roll world. Um, I'm going to take one and I'll let you take the other one. But I'm going to start with, this came out uh, two days ago out of Rolling Stone magazine, that Limp Biscuit postpones remaining tour dates with the unexpected news about Fred Durst's health. That doesn't sound good to me. Well, the tour just started, if I recall. It did. It was like a month ago, right? It's a month ago. It's uh, the forthcoming UK and European leg of Limp Biscuits, and the tour is called Still Sucks Tour, will not go on as planned. Uh, last Sunday, it looks like, the band announced their decision to postpone their remaining dates following concerns over frontman Fred's health. And Fred went on to say, for personal health concerns and based on medical advice given by my professional uh, personal physician to take an immediate break from touring. For a physician to say to take immediate break, something big's got to be going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really all that familiar with his. I mean, you know, obviously I know the band. But, um, you know, is he a healthy guy? You know, like a lot of these guys back in the day, right? They lived a a rock and roll lifestyle. They did live a very, yeah. They had to, you know, they had to stop living a rock and roll lifestyle. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's one of those guys or if he's just, you know, hey, we've talked about this many times, right? You know. It's people lose their voice, people lose their health, you know. A lot of things. Time, time, time always wins, right? So. Well, yeah, and it's it's a cliche, but it's true. Father time is undefeated. Um, it's going to happen to all of us, and I don't know, but it's saying something. They're not really going in depth about what 
his health concerns are. I'm sure if we scour the internet, we could probably find it. I don't necessarily think if Rolling Stone didn't mention it, it's probably not our space to mention what it is. Sure. But if they're canceling the remaining, they're not taking like two weeks off. They're canceling the remaining tour of UK and the rest of European leg. It's probably something big and something we should definitely be keeping an eye on and to see what happens. I personally am not a big Limp Biscuit fan. Wait, isn't that in a song? She's a limb. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, wow. 1985. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. That song, 1985. Um, I had the first album. I bought the first record. I was uh, before they, you know. It, it was was that with Faith on it? Yeah. Or was was Faith it? Yeah, I think it was. <clears throat> yeah. The reason I bought it, mm-hmm. nerd, uh, DJ Lethal. From, Is that a song on it? No, he's the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> They have a DJ? Well, DJ Lethal was in the band. He mm-hmm. has been from the jump, I believe. Okay. And he was, of course, in House of Pain. I was a big fan of ah. the whole 90s gangster rap. House well, you of see, Pain I'm not a big Limp Biscuit fan. Well, I bought the record based on knowing that he was in the band, and, you know, I'm not ashamed, whatever. You know, Limp Biscuit has actually received a lot of negative feedback throughout the years, which is probably why they called this tour Still Sucks Tour. Listen, it's one of those bands, don't deny it. Don't deny it. We're going to, you know, just like the Backstreet Boys and just, you sang along to, to uh, Nookie. Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody, listen, yeah. they sold how many millions of copies? This is my favorite thing. Do you remember like, you know, I mean, we shouldn't drop names, but bands come through town mm-hmm. and they sell out. Mm-hmm. There's 25,000 people that go see them. And then 20 years later... Nobody will admit to have seen them, right? right. They sold, what, 30 million copies of that record. Right. Oh, I, I don't I never liked those it's guys. It's just like yeah, Nickelback. shut up. Like Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Be quiet. You ask any music fan yeah. or anybody. Now everybody like, oh, no, they're good. I don't uh, like Nickelback. Up. Oh, really? Then shut why did they sell, you know, yeah. 30 so million what? copies? Did okay. their families buy 29 million copies? <laughs> no, they didn't. Be quiet. It's okay. Sure. It's okay. Like what you like. Right? Well, as I said, Nookie was a great song. That bass line? Are yes, you kidding me? Yes, and Faith. Those are probably the only two songs I can tell you about. See, and I didn't love Faith because I didn't really love the original. But mm-hmm. that, listen, that, again, turn it on in your car. Oh, you'll be singing. Turn the volume up. Yeah, you'll be When singing. that bass line kicks in, you're doing this. I'm mm-hmm. bobbing my head. And then the band kicks in, and it's. <laughs> Shut up! You know you liked it. Shut up. Yeah. Well, maybe. But that's no. the only two songs I can tell you about. Uh-huh. That's seriously it. Uh-huh. I don't know anything else. Um, that being said, I probably do. Sure. But what's your piece of news? Is it my news? Well, I mean, you talk about it, but I was—I just pointed out the big metal news. Uh, Pantera? Yeah, the reunion tour without two members that were... Uh, well... One of them was, uh, unfortunately and very sadly, killed on stage. Dimebag Daryl. Yes, and then his brother, Vinnie Paul, uh, yeah, uh, died in Vegas. Which, what, 2004 was Dimebag? Yeah. So, again, I guess we can't spend too much time on this, but what... Do, okay, so it's, it's, Zach, it's Phil yes. and Rex. Yep. Were you ever sings, a big fan? Uh, of Rex, yeah, I think Rex is I awesome. mean, of the band in general. Yes. Um, How do we feel about this? So, 
let me let me pull back the curtain. I remember Pantera when they were a rock and roll glam type of sure, band. Sure, that's true. And uh, I didn't really like them then. And then they came out with uh, what, what, uh, it was a real heavy album. I can see the guy Cowboys, getting punched. Cowboys, or no, Vulgar Display yes, of Power. Yes, thank there you. you. Vulgar go. Display of Power. And I can see the the uh, album cover, a guy's getting punched in the face. Yep. And I heard that record, and I was like, what is this? And then there's Pantera, and I'm like, wait, this isn't the same sure, band. Sure, What happened? What, they replace everybody and one guy? No. It was just they changed their tone, and they became uh, Walk. That song Walk yeah. is unbelievably cool. Well, so, again, as of... You know, this is another topic that's so you've got the singer and you've got the bass player. Mm-hmm. You've got Dimebag, guitar player, who, you know, I wasn't a massive fan. I had that record, though. I had uh, Vulgar, and uh, he is considered one of the best of all time in the metal community, right? He, he yeah. was, he had his own style. Oh, yeah. Now, replacing him is Zach Wilde. Who, of course, yes. is Aussie's guitar, or has been, or is Aussie's guitar player, Black Label Society. Oh yeah. Also, his own style. I mean, his own style, mm-hmm. a great sound, a great tone, and then Charlie from Anthrax on drums. Charlie now, Benante. some people, yeah, some people are. It's like this is the greatest news in the world, and then other people I've read, it's like it's not. It's not the band. You should leave it be. And uh, well, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it it falls into line with what a lot of bands are currently doing. They're they're getting the band, quote unquote, back together mm-hmm. and touring. We talked about this once before. They're top. They're touring with sub musicians, and when I say sub, I, I mean not original. Maybe one guy, two guys are from the band originally, um, and then they bring these other things in. This one feels different to me. It doesn't feel like Stephen Percy playing rat songs without anybody from rat except him. Um, Pantera without Dimebag and Vinnie Paul, frankly, it feels weird to me. And I don't know why it's any different than than Stephen Percy going out with, you know, every nobody but him or you know, great being two great whites or being two. Uh, I mean, there's so many of these bands that are doing that now. Is this a good comparison to say this kind of feels to me? I mean, let's be honest, right? This is probably a conversation for another day. Vocalists, I think a lot of the times your average fan uh, doesn't know everybody. Pro- no, probably, uh, you know, that's what they associate the most with is the vocalist. Sure. Obviously, you know, I think you're casual fans. Musicians, obviously, are attracted more to, you know, probably whatever they play. Right, that is. This seems to me, is this the same thing as Van Halen without Eddie Van Halen? Or not quite that level? Boy. Because I I can't gauge, everything I'm reading from fan reaction is, it seems like it's split down the middle on, you're trying to replace... Again, Zach Wilde is no slouch, no, right? I mean, no. uh, but for, yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell if this is the biggest, if this will be the biggest tour of 2023 mm-hmm. or if it will be a one and done or here's, here's something. Are they going to make new music? Should they make new music? Because I don't know. casual voc Phil and Selmo, there's your voice. Is that enough or without Dimebag? I don't know. I, I It's interesting. I don't think. This is as bad as Van Halen going out with Eddie Van Halen. 
with uh, I think it was Satriani on guitar. This was the original talk: Michael Anthony, Sammy Hagar, Satriani, Alex Van Halen. That was the original talk, and I don't know why that's mm-hmm. different. I think because I think the Eddie thing is still fresh; it still stings a little bit. But Pantera going out with Zach Wild and Charlie Benante feels weird to me as well. Now, would it feel different if it was? Joe Schmuckatelli on guitar and drums? Who's that? Nobody. That's what I mean. It's just nobody. I don't know that guy. So would that be be better, or is it better that it's a named or two named players coming in? Well, again, so having said that, Phil, is, is it Anselmo or Anselmo? Anyway, he's been in other bands. He's been the singer of, of Down, Super Joint Ritual. He's got other projects. Sure. And I don't think, maybe I'm incorrect, but they don't seem to be as successful I've never as heard of them. Pantera, right? So right. by that logic, you obviously, you got your vocalist that you loved in Pantera, but there was obviously something. Now, clearly they're different bands and they certainly have, there's, you know, they're still metal, but Pantera seems like one of those bands you just can't, you know, that they were, that was it. Right, you're not going to do another Pantera, even if you're in the you're the vocalist and you do another. No. I've seen Down, and they're great. They're they're heavy and they're they're metal. Yeah, but it's not it's not the same as Pantera. So again, obviously, if if that were the if it was that simple, all of his other bands would would be as iconic as Pantera. And I I don't know that you can. I don't know if he would say that. I think how do you top Pantera? But we'll see. I don't know. Well, it, this reminds me of what you just talked about of Rob Halford. From Judas Priest when he left and oh, did yeah. fight. Not fight, as, fight not as big. I yeah. had a big band, was a big band, but it was never the Judas Priest level. Well, you've got, right, this is the other thing about, you've got that chemistry. Mm-hmm. You can't replace it. You can't change it. The nostalgia helps too. Right. I mean, nostalgia, yeah. sure, but I mean, there, you know, there are just certain combinations of people. And my understanding, not being a huge fan, uh, didn't I read, I read, I think I read, Somebody's book in Pantera. I can't remember which one, but they didn't seem to get along, right? They they had problems with each other, like all these bands, the great bands. Uh, but there was something about them. And can it be replaced? Interesting. I think it will be a massive success, personally. I think people but... are going to go for sure. Um, I I think the critics are going to slam it because that's sometimes what critics do. and But I think that will maybe even draw more people to go see it. And did you answer the question, should they do new music or should they leave it be? I think they should leave it be first. <clears throat> I think they should see what happens with this tour. Um, I think they should write music while they're on the tour and see what happens. And you know what? Maybe, they, maybe they'll come out and it'll be a, one of the best Pantera records with Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde is an amazing songwriter. As you said, all those 90s uh, Ozzy Osbourne hits, Crazy Babies, Mama, We're Coming Home. I mean, there's so many off of that Zach Wild time with Ozzy and his Black Label stuff and even his current stuff that he really doesn't write a bad song. So I could see it still being really cool. Maybe it might be better if they don't call it Pantera. Well, but then if you're Zach Wild, why? Right? You've got... You've why got not? Black Label Society, yeah. right? You've got you've already got your your successful. But so. why would he do the Pantera tour then? He could go out with Black Label and probably I don't probably think Pantera is going to be playing massive venues, are they? Boy, I don't know. I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you that. What are your is that an arena tour? 
I'm, I'm it's thinking, not a club tour. No, it's probably a theater. It's probably theaters to, which is a couple thousand, maybe 5,000. That's what I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again. I, uh, it is it could, Maverick Center size? I don't know. I'm I, again. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I I think it will be successful, but it's not going to. What does that look go, like? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would go to a twenty five thousand seat venue unless they're support act for someone else. No, see, and there's no way. I can't imagine that. You mean they're the support? They're the oh, support. Oh, there's no way. There's right. no way. Yeah. yeah, I don't see that happening. So I see it probably in that. Three to I'm I'm gonna go high. I know I just said five, maybe maybe seven thousand seat venues. Well, interesting. I guess we'll see. It seems early, right? They just they haven't they have no dates. They don't have anything official or other than it's happening. I guess other but. than they've talked about it, announced that the news has leaked, and uh, it is big news. I mean, it definitely definitely ran through the Facebook like, uh, and I saw again. I saw mixed. Mixed views from everybody. I saw excited. I saw this can't be happening to, yeah, okay, cool. Sure. Well, and again, I guess the other part of me, you know, we're not going to bring that band up again. If you never got to see Pantera, this is as close as you're going to get, right? For sure. I mean, it is Pantera, but it's it's a different version of Pantera. Mm-hmm. So think of all the young kids that. You know, again, when did that record come out? I was it was in the early '90s when that yeah. came out, and oh, they already yeah. had two or three records out. Yep. So think of all the guitar kids that have grown up uh, inspired by Dimebag, right? I mean, and obviously, again, you're not going to get to see him, but no. the songs that you grew up with and that you love, and let's be honest, there's another one, "Walk." That song, everybody knows that riff. Every hard rock fan. How many guitar? How many kids have learned to play guitar because of that song? Oh, so this is it. This is your chance, right? This is as good as it gets now. Right. So that in and of itself is cool. See, I'm I'm on both sides of that fence. I think changing guitar players or bass players or any musician in the band is what happens. I mean, Def Leppard's a prime example of that. They, uh, you know, when Steve Clark passed away from Def Leppard, they got Vivian Campbell, who was a very well-known player from Dio. And, White but, Snake? Wasn't he in White, White Snake? White Snake yeah. as well, yes. And, uh, and then joined Great Def Leppard. Point. And he's been with them forever. But point. that's one guy. We're talking half the band here. But yeah. at the same time, Vivian was a named name. He, I don't think he was as well named as Zach Wild. So, well, Dimebag and, and Vinny were big personalities too. They're huge. But Zach Wild is a pretty big personality yes. too. So you know? I, 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 I'm, I'm curious more than anything. It'll be cool. I think I will go see it because I never saw Pantera back in the day. I don't think I did either. And to, you know, to hear a couple of those songs live would be amazing. Well, do I wish it was all four original members? Yeah, but it's not. And it's not going to be. So I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, it's been 20 years since they've been on the road. No, it'll be great. I hope it comes here. Let's let's hope. All right, I'm going to throw this before we get into concert. Are we, is there more news? Yeah, no, no. That those are the. I think those are the two big ones. <clears throat> this sort of falls in line with what we're talking about. Stranger Things. Oh, I love that show. Okay, I've only seen four episodes. What? Yeah, I didn't care. From what, season one? Season one. Wow. I tried. Okay. Uh, it seems like I would like it more now because I'm a big horror movie guy. You would love this. And it seems like it's gotten scary. 
You right? need to. It's it's scary from the first episode. It just seemed like it was more sci-fi early on, and yeah. now I walked in the other day and my daughter was watching. I'm like, "What are you watching? This is t- like it's a combination of Nightmare on Elm Street and It, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this is terrifying. What are you watching?" And so my whole, into, you know, the entire household is is obsessed with Stranger Things. Okay. Here's my question. I'm sure you've seen Kate Bush. Oh, of course. Running up that hill. Yeah. Came out in what? 1984? Yep, around then. A great song. A great song. I'm not sounding like old guy, but I really loved it when yeah. it came out. Yeah, right. I remember washing dishes. My first job at Koyo restaurant. I, I remember that. Place. Washing dishes. Busser dishwasher. And we played that in the kitchen. And I remember, if you haven't listened to that song, have you listened to it prior to Stranger Things? I just downloaded it. Like right after Stranger <sighs> Things came out, I downloaded it. You're that it. guy. I'm this that is, guy, man. This is, we're not going to, we need more time. Okay. <laughs> so you had never heard it before? No, of course I'd heard it before. Okay. I've, I've even heard, I think uh, the band Placebo, I don't know if you remember them, yep. redid that song. Wow, I don't remember that. All yeah. right, so the point is, she's making like a million a week. Oh, now, I know. Right? It's unbelievable she's what in, she's done. She's in the charts again. Yeah, again, okay. it's been 40 years. Okay, if you listen to that song, forget Stranger Things, I stand by it. Her vocal performance in that song is one of the best, I think, ever recorded in, in that genre of music. Maybe of all... the. It makes me want to cry every time I hear her sing that. Some of those lines, the emotion and the way she delivers that. Again, I was, what, 15? And I remember just, I, I wanted to just hug her. <laughs> I just felt weepy when I heard her sing that song. Well, now it's in Stranger Things, and she's in the charts. Good for her. Here's my question. I'm not going to name names, but somebody in my life who is not traditionally a metal fan. The other day is what what is what are they listening to? I don't know what. Master of Puppets by Metallica. Oh, okay. Okay. And I get the you're never going to believe what I'm listening to. And I said, <laughs> "Okay." And I think I took a few guesses. Master and the volume comes up and it's I'm like, "Hold on." Wait a minute. Dad, have you heard of this new band called Metallica? Hold on. (laughs) Now, I don't have a problem with that. Right? Now Metallica's in the charts. Master of Puppets. Of course it is. Here's my prickly part. Okay. When people have given you grief for liking Metallica Ah. for 35 years, right? Okay. And when it would come on, they'd be like, ah, turn that off. Ah, do we have to let that... And now we're doing the awkward air guitar uh-huh. on the one and the three. Yeah. And then we're bobbing our head on the one and the three. And it's Thank like, you. listen. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie Munson, for listen. Stranger Things. Good for the band. Great for the band. Because, again, yeah, I was right. Remember when I was trying to tell you guys Metallica? Right? Do you remember trying to tell people how great they were? Mm-hmm. And there were the people that were like, oh, I, I understand what they're saying. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now it's in Stranger Things. And it's massive. And we got the awkward air guitar mm-hmm. on the one and the three. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Look at, uh, <laughs> And then it's like, well, name another song. Enter Sandman? Okay. All right. Turn the page. Ah, oh, see what I did there? Okay. 
How do we feel about that? I mean, great for the band. I, I love the fact that it's in the band and for who I really think Stranger Things is targeted towards. I think it's tar- targeted towards your people, yours and my age, that grew up in the 80s. I think it's awesome. However, all these kids all of a sudden love Metallica reminds me of very much of those same kids that buy the T-shirts of the Rolling Stones, Just gonna say. Nirvana, <laughs> The Who. And I'm, I usually will walk up to them and say, name me three songs. There's a segment on YouTube. A guy goes to a festival mm-hmm. and he straight up stops kids wearing band shirts. Mm-hmm. Give me three, name three songs. Yeah, I'm guilty. Of and that. most, oh, you do you wear shirts that you don't know the bands? No, I'm guilty of going up to people saying, oh, "Tell okay. me three songs." I was songs. like, "Listen, we got to call this a day." No, sir. Well, again, my lovely child uh, wanted to uh, like an ACDC shirt. I said, "Hold on." Yeah, yeah. Why? What are people at school? I'm like, nah. Again, name a song. Now, now again, you're calling me a nerd earlier. Like this, let's be honest. This, who cares? But I care. If you're going to walk around in an ACDC shirt, right? Or if I'm going to have to listen to you give me grief for <laughs> thirty years about how much it, you can't handle Metallica, and now we now it's in a show, mm-hmm. and now everybody loves Metallica. Hey, good for Metallica though. But you know you got to. That's you, the greatest part of this. You really got to give it to the Stranger Things. Stranger Things who picked does the music stuff. They couldn't have picked a better record. Well, I mean, running or up, song, you know. Sure, but I mean, uh, so that so should we get right? So here we go. Then the throwback record this week. Oh, right, that's where we were going with this. Master of Puppets. Yes. I of mean. <sighs> Normally, I would say I don't think we should pick this record because it's a little too obscure. Not anymore. And not a lot of not anymore. If you haven't listened to Master of Puppets, if you only know Metallica, it came out in 1986. Yep. This was their third album, I believe. Uh, Kill 'em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets yes, was the third album. Yep. Again, last record with Cliff Burton, by the way. On that's bass. correct. The late Cliff Burton. Mm-hmm. I remember buying this record on vinyl, and that was in my metal period, but it was in my soft metal period. And I remember putting the record on, on my turntable, and the first song on the album, Battery, right? Oh. Starts with the acoustic thing. Bow, bow, bow. Mellow. Bow. Like, okay, yeah. we're, what are we doing here? What's happening? And then the ba- And then that kicks in. I can hear and it And it's right the now. slow... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Build up, so good. And then the drums kick in, and it's and I stood, I stood, I was I stood back. I was like, "Whoa, wait a second, what's happening here? I don't know if I like this." It was fast. It was heavy. It was a. He was mad. He was shouting. He didn't sound pretty. I was like, "Hold on." Hold on. I don't know about this. And that was the record that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. give me some more of this. And that led me into thrash metal, which led me to punk, which led me to hardcore. Sure. Master of Puppets. I remember in 1986, 
the people who listened to Metallica, the kids who listened to Metallica, we were the devil. They were they were the Eddie Munsons like in Stranger Things. They were the kids that were just out there because at that time I was like into the band Autograph and Def Leppard and and this stuff. And Metallica came out and it was so heavy. I couldn't believe it. I loved it, but I couldn't believe how heavy it was. You listen to it now, it's it's like a Lawrence Welk album. Well, I entertained the idea. This person was listening to Master of Puppets, and I said, hey, great album. Let's listen to some other songs. Oh, no. And that, that trailed off very quickly. That ended that very quickly. So, uh, Did you play her songs off this album? I played Master of Puppets. And let's just talk about, again, Battery opens the album, Master yep. of Puppets, the thing that should not be. Yep. One of my personal favorites, Welcome Home Sanitarium. Of course. Disposable Heroes. And then... Look, Orion Damage Incorporated. Let's talk about the closer. Let's talk about the last song on the record. What is that, is, is that only eight songs? It's only eight songs, yeah. That's but, all you can handle of this record. Yeah. You can only handle eight songs. Damage Incorporated. So good. Listen, if you don't like Metallica, you're probably still not going to like Metallica. Let's be honest, right? But yeah. if if you like, well, you're not going to like the older. You're going to like the. That's a different story. You know, they've, the, they've the, evolved. The newer stuff. They've evolved, and they're they have they're fascinating. They're mm-hmm. one of the most. I name a band. I mean, they're they're the Beatles now. We could do a I whole mean, show on Metallica. exactly right. Their career is every band. Like they have done literally everything, and they've, they've survived, tor- and they've survived. Yeah. They still sell out stadiums. Yep. Sure, people. They a whole separate show. But this record, Master of Puppets, it's genius, it's epic, it's absolutely, so good. it's perfection. And even if you don't like metal, now you do. Yeah. Thank you, you do. Stranger Things. And honestly, out of those three albums, our first three, uh, Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, Master of Puppets was my favorite, by far. I like Ride the Lightning a lot. You're talking the record. The records. Yeah. Um, uh, but Master of Puppets, the record, top to bottom, was amazing. Of course, after that came Injustice for All. Let's, Okay. Master of Puppets or And Justice for All. It's it's different because the time in my life when And Justice for All came out was a big music time for me. And I like that album, but I don't <laughs> like what happened with that album and what they did to the new bass player, the hazing and all that stuff that came in. Why would you sacrifice your own record to haze the bass player and not basically put it in the mix? Is that true? Yes, listen to it again. Hmm. There's no, it's there, but it's really low. But do you remember too? It was the end of the world because they did one. Yeah, it was a the ballad with ballad. some keyboards. Well, but it was heavy. Mm-hmm. But you had to. There was a payoff. You had to wait for it. And then they did a video. Yeah. Oh, forget about it. Which was, I mean, again, you want to talk about a brilliant career? Metallica have always, like, we're not supposed to do this. Okay, here you go. Oh, we're not. This isn't what we're supposed to do. Okay. We're going to do, do that. Anyway. Here, unbelievable. They can't be stopped. You cannot stop Metallica. If you, uh, if you have any of the streaming services, which we all know you do, um, there's one that starts with an N. They're not a sponsor of the show. But uh, Metallica has the documentary Some Kind of Monster on there. And it follows their career from basically when Jason Newstead left to getting their new bassist and releasing Saint Anger. And all the tribulations they had to go through to that point, which includes taking a psychiatrist on the road with them. They're 
fascinating. In the studio with them, psychiatrist. They would have arguments. Lars and uh, and James would have arguments, like two inches from each other's face, screaming at each other. And here comes, you know, here comes Captain Psychiatrist in to save the day. Again, uh, I didn't love that show simply because it was too. We talked about this last week. You know? Some kind of monster show? Yeah. It was too. Like, I didn't want to know some sure. of that. Oh, you didn't want that curtain pulled back so I far. guess not. I mean, at the same time, they're probably one of my all-time favorite bands, but oh, yeah. I don't of realize course. it, right? I don't realize it because, they're again, that's just one of those bands that they've been in my life as long as, I mean, I was a teenager. and I, Sure. And I guess I just didn't want to, you know, it was sad. You don't want to see... I, I remember feeling awkward about watching that show. And and that's been what, ten years ago? Fifteen oh, years ago? Easily, yeah. And yet yeah. they yet they roll on. The craziest thing about that record is they did not have a bass player and the producer, Bob Rock, was playing bass on it. That's right. And watching him with Metallica looked like Bon Jovi had joined Metallica. You know, he was a pretty boy with the long blonde hair and he just he didn't fit in with those Four pimple-faced kids off the first record, the photo on the back. Well, of course, the big question, too. Would their career look like it does now if Cliff Burton had not passed away? I don't think it would. What would Metallica look like today if they were, of course, in a bus accident Mm -hmm. and uh, he was was killed in the bus accident? If that would not have happened, that's a fascinating... uh, You want to talk about it's a wonderful life scenario. Mm -hmm. Think of... Again, though, man, you know, that seems like destiny, too. Cliff was, I mean, and may, maybe it would have. I mean, maybe they still would have wrote, written uh, Enter Sandman. You know, I Boy, think I, I think know. it might have had still some little more angst because Cliff Burton's bass playing, and I could go on, again, a whole show about that. His bass playing was aggressive. He was in your face. And he, was one, of the, he was one of the first bass players, other than Getty Lee, that I really looked at and said, wow. Now his his uh, again I I learned how to play the bass a few I mean I don't know ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It's pro I mean when you yeah if you watch that old footage of him at the at the big what's that show in San Francisco Day on the Range or whatever he's wearing the leap the denim jacket oh yeah his, his traditional outside. look yeah oh, my god his the way he sounds that distorted. I mean, again, I'm. I, they're one of my favorite bands, but I just and I yet I listen to them. Well, now the Stranger Things is on. Uh, I listen to them often, but I don't listen to them that often. But they just have a special place in my heart. But God, I wonder 100%. what they would be doing if wow. if that wasn't the case. That's that's a table. That's a subject we should table for another show. I think we could, like I said, I think we could build a whole show off of that. But Trent, we have got to get to the concert calendar. Yes, we do. Here we go. Uh, I don't even. You go. I don't even know. Well, we just talked about Jason Aldean, and we just talked about uh, what was his name? Oh yeah, Kenny Chesney and the Goo Goo Dolls. But also coming out there, and I'm just going to kind of discuss a little Usana shows. We've got Rob Zombie and Mudvayne on the Freaks on Parade tour coming August 10th. To Usana Amphitheater. That's a fun show. I like Rob Zombie. Oh, that's going to be a, a fun evening. He have you seen him before? I have not seen him before. He puts on a great show. It's like a horror movie. Well, you've seen his movies. Yes, I have. Yeah. So it's like that with his music. It's just a and what's his guitar? John Five. John Five. Yeah. Very. I mean, just uh, amazing. Yeah, captivating player. to watch too. 
Well, that's coming August uh, August 10th. The very next night, we're back to country loving with uh, Thomas Rhett uh, out there at USANA as well for his, uh, what's the name of that tour? The, uh, oh, it's neon You're something. Isn't putting it? me on the spot. I, I don't recall. Anyway, I'm August. Gonna, oh, go ahead. August nope. 11th, Thomas Rhett. August 13th, One Republic. It's going to be a fun show. That's right, with Need to Breathe. That's going to be a sold out show. Uh, August 19th. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one. Joe Rogan is coming to the Maverick Center. Yeah, it's another one. Uh, that's going to sell out. If you want to see it, you should get tickets quickly. Now, let's let's talk about this for a second. This could kind of technically be a uh, oh, what's a hot topic show. We talked about this. Are you talking now or are we going to talk about it later? Well, I'm just saying this could be a hot topic oh, show. Oh, I gotcha. And I think that's why uh, it's going to sell out. And I'm excited. It's called the Scared Clown Tour. It's August 19th at the Maverick Center. Get your tickets now if you have any interest because, like Trent and I both said, this is going to sell out. Well, again, he's – listen, it's like everything, right? We talked about this last week. Can you support an artist – when you don't agree with him. Yeah. And I some know. people can and some people can't. He right. he's he's a, you know, he's got an opinion on things and I have to be honest, I ha- I don't I I try not to pay attention to too much of that because there's so much of it that you just get lost in it, but uh yeah, he's not for everybody, but I can tell you he he it will sell out, but a couple others I want to bring up um that cannot be overlooked. Sure. July 26, same night as Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. So you have to pick, but luckily different styles. Rise Against and The Used and mm-hmm. Senses Fail at the Complex. That's the 26th. Out, outdoor event. Have you been to an outside show at the Complex? I have not, no. It's cool. They I've set it up indoors. in the parking lot. It goes all the way to the um, you know to the intersection. Very cool. The Used. Local Rise heroes. Against it, or Rise Against is a great band, uh, and they're great live, but The Used, man, that's uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to get to both that night. The, That'll be interesting. The Used puts on a great show. And then a little bit... Uh, further out, August 10th, Coheed and Cambria, also at the complex outside with Alkaline Trio, who's spectacular. And then also uh, Friday, July 22nd, Coin at the Great Salt Air. Are you familiar? Not at all. Check it out. I need to. Uh, it's very cool. Um, and it's, again, man, something for everybody. There's, there's so much going on. Even further out, I, and then I'm going to shut up. Um, What's the day? Lamb of God. What's the date on this? Why can't I find the date? Also at Saltaire. Right. Have you seen them before? I have not seen them. Ferocious. No, no but I, Ferocious. I like them actually. October 1st. Ferocious. Very cool. Terrifying and awesome. Then we jump to uh, August 29th, and I'm excited about this show. Alice in Chains and Breaking Benjamin at USANA. Uh, Jerry Cantrell was just here maybe the a depot. month. Yeah. yeah maybe two months at longest ago, and I was excited. I did not get to see him there, so I will get to see him with Allison Chains August 29th. And then rounding out the month, the very next night, we just talked about him, Sammy Hagar and The Circle. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, a couple other guys coming and jamming with them. You will hear Van Halen. You will hear, uh, obviously, all the classics. You will hear uh, Chicken Foot stuff. You'll just hear basically anything in Sammy Hagar's uh 
list of amazing songs that span since the early, well, you might even hear some Montrose if you want to really get down there, wow. in the late 70s. I so forgot about that. He was a singer for them. So that's a show you've got to get to August 30th, August 30th Sammy Hagar and the Circle, Crazy Times Tour, USANA Amphitheater. And that pretty much rounds out August. We've got a bunch of shows still coming in September that we're going to get to. There's so much going on. To be honest, that doesn't even really touch August. We could talk about there are so I mean the point is there are so many shows we can't even talk about them all. Right. That's just a snapshot of August. There's, it's insane. Oh, there's tons But we're gonna be tons. back next week, so there's no point in talking too far out. Anyway. That's right. All right. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. If you like what you hear, definitely follow us on the Twitter machine. You can follow me at Johnny Lightfoot One and you can follow Trent at Johnny Lightfoot. Yeah, there you go. Of course. Or Upper country, hashtag <laughs> I was wrong, hashtag I'm still saying it was a dream. <laughs> well, Trent, we do. We've become big time. We do have a Facebook page. We so do? We do. Jump oh. on the Facebook page. It's Music and Concert <laughs> Show. Follow us on Facebook, and uh, we're going to be maybe we may give some tickets away on there at some point. So you got to tune back in. You definitely got to like the page to get some tickets to an upcoming show. We'll run a contest on there, and you'll be able to do it. So there you go, music and concert show. I am Johnny Lightfoot. He is Trent Falcone, and we will see you next time. All day. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.